Ensure your immune system is operating at its peak with an innovative natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and Zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low Zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility to a host of risks. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturephrm. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, wherein we answer your questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. And uh, Layla, remind me of what you've written about lately, uh, your uh, articles and your podcasts. Oh, well, you know, it's National Nutrition Month. Right. So I wanted to remind everybody the benefit of a nutrition consult, that it's necessary. Basic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... uh, Even if you're not sick. Even if you're not sick. Yeah. Uh, you have to examine what you're eating. When you take your pet to the veterinarian, mm-hmm. one of the first questions, if your pet is sick, what are you feeding them? Yeah. We need to be asked that same question. Mm-hmm. And I think as you have with me for so many years, Dr. Hoppen, you've made the nutrition consultation mandatory. Right. I think that's how it should be. Right. You know. How many practices in America... Uh, when you go see the doctor, you must see the nutritionist. I don't care what no, your problem is. I can only yeah. think of a handful of doctors that I've met who mm-hmm. have actually said, you don't see me unless you agree to see the nutritionist. Even for, even for an assessment, you know, like I'm on a great yeah. diet, I don't need to see the nutritionist. Yeah. See the nutritionist, you know, let's get, let's do an assessment. Let's verify and validate yes. that your, the, the diet matches your exactly. health circumstances and your genetics. Exactly. Okay. Right. That and, you may find that, oh, wow, I didn't know that, or I didn't realize I should right. tweak this or right. not eat that or eat more of that. Good theme. You'll find that article on uh, yeah. uh, on our website at drhoffman.com. And also, if you are on Facebook, Twitter, it's posted there. And mm-hmm. uh, we've also got a whole bunch of great podcasts, and you do one every week. Yes. Um, okay, so let's get to questions. Okay, we've got one from Ed, and Ed describes himself as the old hippie. Okay. What is your opinion of resistant starch for those following a low-carb diet? Can we safely go hog wild on rice and pasta that's been cooked, cooled, and reheated? Well, I'm going to defer to you on that because yeah. I'm, I'm aware of this phenomenon of, yeah. uh, of resistant, uh, resistant starch. starch. Yeah. But I, you, you perhaps can explain it better. Yeah. Well, Ed, here's the thing. If we go hog wild on rice, pasta, and all that, we're no longer on a low-carb diet. How, so, you, so the question is, yeah. how resistant is it? Is it completely insoluble and completely no. not no. Uh, releasing its no. its carbohydrate content? And, and more of the favorites would not be necessarily something like rice or pasta. Pasta, which is wheat, which is problematic. Right. But more things like potatoes, white beans that you've cooked, mm-hmm. cooled. You can reheat it. What happens so make your is own potato salad. Yeah. Make your own potato salad. Right. right. Make your own potato salad. It's the way the molecular structure realigns itself. Right. That makes it then a resistant starch. That's very good food. 
right. for beneficial but it's, bacteria. But it's resistant. And it's not zero. It's not zero. Zero calories. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I've had people push me to the point of saying, well, what if I eat my pasta, you know, cool it and I reheat it? And then, mm -hmm. well, yes, if you're going to insist and you're going to have that, right. yeah, do it that well, way. So, uh, What's the role of resistance? It's not so much so that we can eat carbs and not gain weight. It's, it's for bowel health and yeah. the creation, the production of short-chain fatty acids. Right, because it acts as a... Which are known to be very beneficial uh, for colon health. It acts as a fuel yes. or a food for the beneficial bacteria yeah. to flourish. Mm -hmm. uh, these are the... Um, uh, they're they're uh, uh, oligosaccharides, yes, they're called. Yes, the oligosaccharides. Which they're are... Mm -hmm. uh, an example of which is uh, acacia fiber or mm -hmm. also fructose oligosaccharides, FOS. Yes, FOS. Which tend right. to make you gassy sometimes at first. It can. And is probably not a great idea if you have uh, SIBO, small mm -hmm. intestinal bacterial overgrowth. But, and candida as well. Yeah. Uh, we use this in some of our patients with colitis, mm -hmm. ulcerative colitis. Mm -hmm. um, less some of our patients disease. with like intractable constipation. Oh, sure. Maybe helped with FOS. Right. That's something else. Because it's, it's feeding the beneficial bacteria, which is helpful. And the thing about the resistant starch also, yeah, it will have less impact on your blood sugar mm -hmm. to eat a chilled potato. Slower, slower absorption. Yeah. Slower absorption. Yeah. That's one thing that's helpful. Lower glycemic index. Lower glycemic so, index. So, so it's good for blood sugar So issues. the same food steaming mm -hmm. hot out of the oven or out of the... Right, uh, or out of the pasta, pot. boiling water that the pasta you've made... Is different when it cools. Yes. It's... it's Yes. Kitchen chemistry. It's kitchen chemistry. It's food science, really, mm -hmm. uh, at its finest. We also like resistant starch in the setting of inflammatory bowel disease. Mm -hmm. can be very beneficial, but only when the patient is ready, when symptoms have somewhat subsided. Because right. a favorite uh, uh, therapeutic diet is specific carbohydrate which, diet. For which uh, those which starches is, are illegal. Those starches are illegal. When the patient is feeling better, when symptoms are under control, they're able to get off their medication. I say, guess what? Let's boil some potato or what a treat. have some white bean salad. Oh, boy. Let's see how you do. Right. And they it's look a, forward to something like that. Yeah. And often it can up their production of the short-chain fat Right, acids. which so ultimately is healthy for repair and yeah. uh, for maintenance of healthy bowel function. Yes. Uh, maybe not in the phase where you're bleeding and have severe diarrhea no, and no, ulceration. No, 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 I would never suggest you right. go into resistance okay. starch at that right. time. That's an acute situation, and you yeah. need to be medically managed and very strict it, on the diet. This is actually the basis of a conundrum in inflammatory bowel disease called Gibson's conundrum, hmm. which is this idea that Gibson is the guy who developed the low FODMAP diet at uh, Monash University in uh, Australia. Australia. Mm -hmm. And he uh, says there's a conundrum, which is on the one hand, yeah, okay, with the low FODMAP diet can relieve symptoms and reduce bacterial overgrowth, yeah, but... It also minimizes production of these healthy short-chain fatty acids, yes. which are acted, which are actually synthesized by bacteria, and right. the bacteria have to be nourished by uh -huh. some of the foods that are taken away in the low FODMAP diet. Right, in very much the same way. Because the O, the O, if I'm not mistaken, in FODMAP stands for oligosaccharides. Right. Oligosaccharides. You, so you take them so out. So legumes are out. Legumes are right. definitely a FODMAP, right. much more than a potato. Right. However, <clears throat> it's the same concept as when you have somebody with some very bad SIBO, you're not necessarily going to hit them with the probiotic right away because that probiotic may go join the SIBO party. Right. First, you want to be able to eliminate, eliminate, mm -hmm. eliminate, mm -hmm. get their right. bowel a little more healthy where they can take a probiotic mm -hmm. 
right. to re-inoculate the gut. It's kind of the same way with many of these FODMAP foods with and the prebiotic actually, fibers. There, there's a study on that, and it says it's a study on the relationship between probiotics and brain fog. Mm. And it was thought that uh, probiotics could make SIBO worse, mm. which caused brain fog. <clears throat> but only in people who have SIBO, not yeah. everybody. So most people, yeah. they don't get a, a bad effect. From and, and by the way, I've also heard from some of my colleagues that they swear by some particular probiotics that they use immediately for SIBO and they get amazing results. That's great. I'm not saying that everybody with right. bad SIBO should not take a probiotic right, right away. Right. It's a little bit of a matter of what is happening in your particular case. And different strokes for different folks. It is. Yeah. It really, really is. And that's another reason for an assessment, mm -hmm. a real, a true assessment. So that would be something. Okay. Good point of which to pause and allow one of our sponsors to share this important message with you. Here it goes. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? Oh, actually, we have an email from Carol who wanted to let us know about a particular form, a particular sport that you might find interesting. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. On your radio program today, you were discussing the health benefits of various forms of exercise. You mentioned that tennis is tops on the list. And in case you haven't already, I thought you might enjoy hearing about pickleball. It's one of the most popular newer games in senior communities today, yes. including the one I live in, in New Jersey. And it takes place on a miniature tennis court. It's kind of a combo. And I yeah. went along, Carol, and I looked at I'm your looking, YouTube. I'm thank looking you. at pictures, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sending us that link. It's like a combo of tennis and badminton. Yep. And that looks awfully fun. Two or four players use solid paddles made of wood or composite mm. materials to hit a perforated polymer ball, similar to a wiffle ball. So the ball does not travel at really high velocities. That's yeah. a good thing. It's not dodgeball. Yeah, it's sort of like, <laughs> it's, it's a sort of a slower floaty ball. Uh -huh. And so, you know, you're not going to get like, uh, you know, 100 mile <clears throat> serves. You know, it's not yeah. like, uh, you know, a Wimbledon, uh -huh. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I mean. I, I think that's a cool sport. It's also, um, you know, there's a lot of movement. Yes. There's, it requires some eye hand coordination mm -hmm. and uh, it mm -hmm. sounds good. I've never played it, but, you know. I grew up playing badminton with my cousins growing up. It's the kind of thing you can set you up know, in a yard. At right? the family compound. Right. You just go out and play some badminton. Mm -hmm. And then we go and play volleyball, mm -hmm. and then we go to the beach, and then we come back and play some more badminton. The only thing with <laughs> problem with badminton is that you end up just like, end up just descending into laughter and you're just yeah. lying on the ground convulsing in laughter. <laughs> That's Either that or or I would be accused of doing a rain dance. It would rain soon after. It's like, stop rain dancing. Yeah. Anyway, you'd have to be there. <laughs> you had to be there. You had to be there. But Carol, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, 
any any movement is good. Any sport mm-hmm. is good. And if this is what you enjoy. And Carol, she says at age 67, I love riding my bike over to our rec complex, right. playing pickleball with my friends. That's so cool. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And riding a bike over is a yeah. really good idea yep. to amplify the benefits. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that, Carol. All right. We have an email from Cheryl. Dear Dr. Hoffman, can you comment on the FDA-approved medical food, Fostium, for osteoporosis? It contains genistein. It requires a doctor's prescription. I'm This is like the movie, like, uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. It's I don't know whether genistein. it's genistein or genistein. <laughs> genistein. And he kept saying, it's Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Which is a little bit of an inside joke, you know, Mel Brooks joke about how Jews try to anglicize their uh-huh. names. You know, it's not, <laughs> my name is, it's not, uh, you know, Rothstein, uh-huh. it's Rothstein. <laughs> is that what, is that what Spider-Man did? Oh, I don't know. Was it Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> His name was Spider-Man. No, it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so Cheryl's wondering about this medical food, Fostium. Uh, she says, I'm 63. I have borderline osteoporosis with a T-score of negative 2.5. I'm on your osteoporosis protocol except for strontium because it significantly raised my blood pressure. Now, I've never seen that with strontium. Strontium? The raising of right. blood pressure. Okay. So first, you know, tackle that strontium. Yeah. What appears to the mm. the one knock on strontium, and I'll be you know forthright about it, is that some studies in England have shown a very very rare incidence, uh, higher likelihood of blood clots, but in only in people who are more likely to have blood clots to begin with. So that is a caution on strontium. Right. So somebody who's had like a deep vein thrombosis or yeah. a stroke or you know some kind of blood clot condition, yeah. I might say with strontium, be careful. But raising blood pressure, I don't know. I've never seen I've, that. Never, that is but, so you know, very interesting. When I hear, look, when mm-hmm. I hear side effects, uh, you know, I never dismiss side effects. I always go, look, is it, a, is it an expected side effect? Okay, I get it. That's been reported. Mm-hmm. If it's not been reported, I go, it could be a coincidence, but let's pay attention to that because yeah. we want to see if a, a pattern emerges where other people develop this. Yeah. Um, very unusual things happen. I mean, I had a guy who come in, came in today who said that he took a, a common blood pressure medication called Kozar, and he said he developed a rare side effect. And check the side effect out. He yeah. says when he laughs, not like a ha-ha, but like when he laughs, belly like laughs. we just, a belly laugh, like yeah. we just did, he passes out. He says it's a known medical, now such a weird side effect, is it's that very rare. Is that vagaling out somehow? It, it, yeah, it has to do with the, the way that blood pressure medications act on the uh, vagal wow. nerve, yeah, somehow. So, yeah, okay. okay, I mean, whatever. Is that is that why some blood pressure medications cause coughing? Yeah, that is v- much more common with that medication, okay. yes. Okay. okay, but anyway, coming back to strontium, strontium, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, is safe, but, you know, we're yeah. a little cautious. Yeah. High blood That's pressure, we'll, we'll look for that, but I, it's not a known consequence. Yeah. So, all right, so genistein. Genistein. Right. <laughs> or, or however you'd like to call it, Dr. Right. Hoffman. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl is wondering if if uh, she should take something like genistein. Well, okay, what's fostium? So, fostium, it's a medical food. It contains genistein, which is a natural plant estrogen from soybeans, vitamin but, D, but and But probably zinc. much higher than if you ate a piece of tofu every right. day. Right. You'd have to eat a half a barrel of tofu. Right. It's really concentrated like genistein. It's very concentrated. So, genistein is estrogenic. Yeah. 
and it's estrogenic. It's yes. like it, it's almost in a way like taking a form of estrogen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like un, it's like taking HRT. Well, if not, I may, not quite okay. because. But you know, there, well, it, it's, it's what it's what's called it's called a SERM. It's a a a, uh, a selective it's estrogen, estrogen. Receptor, receptor modulator. Yeah. So yeah. it has effects on the bone, good effects on the bone, mm-hmm. but it might also have some off-target effects. It can't necessarily just target the bone laser-like. It might have off-target effects on, say, in the breast or on yeah. the uterus or something like that. The reason I say unregulated HRT, I've had more than a handful of anecdotes of my postmenopausal clients who say, I didn't need any HRT. I just drank a glass of soy milk every day. And I wondered, oh, but the cases were is that they were having hot flashes until they started drinking a glass of soy milk every day. And it works. And I started to wonder. It works. Yeah. It works. It works. It, it's actually, there are good studies on genistein for hot flashes. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's interesting that they actually got approval for a medical food, mm-hmm. probably based on some studies that show that it yeah. somewhat enhances bone density. Yeah. Well, here's some of the bad news okay. about for, for fostium. Yeah. There have been case reports of women who developed abnormal uterine bleeding, which mm-hmm. subsided upon discontinuing. Mm-hmm. And that could be a pre-uterine cancer. Yeah, yeah. So it's not recommended for women to take fostium if diagnosed with cancer of the breast or any other reproductive organs. Since there is no research examining the effect of fostium in breast cancer, we're unaware of the effects that fostium has on breast cancer risk. And in addition, data from studies examining if plant estrogen directly lowers incidence of both f- of bone fracture are inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So taking so everything I would say into it's sort of a, I, I would say it's yeah. sort of a weak option for enhancing right. bone. Right. But so, yeah. and this of course is not a substitute for professional medical advice and all of that. So, Cheryl, I think we would highly recommend you check in with your practitioner. Right. About all of that. So. We yeah. have time to squeeze one more in, I think. Let's see here. Oh, Dr. Hoffman, I came across an article I thought you would find interesting. Low-carb diets linked to atrial fibrillation. Well, we need oh. about an hour for that one. But, you know, actually, I'll, I'll sum it up. And yeah. I just wrote an article about yeah. this. <clears throat> Is Okay, so this was based on the headline... It's, it was the week of keto crotch. You know, all these studies. Keto crotch. We get to say it again <laughs> yeah. on another podcast. Hang on, Layla. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, it, yeah. So we, we ran down the keto crotch, uh, campaign, which is basically a smear campaign against keto diet, which is very misguided and based on no scientific bona fides. Yeah. But in the very same week, several studies came out as, ostensibly attacking low-carb diets, and this was one of them. And it's a you know, low-carb diet linked to atrial fibrillation. So my God, you know, that's a serious, serious problem. I'd probably, yeah. I mean, maybe mm. atrial fibrillation might be a little bit more <laughs> bad than keto crotch. I don't know. You know depends <laughs> on <think>. yes. <laughs> depends on how old you are in your lifestyle. You know, right, right, right. But anyway, um, so for, you know, we, we got the, the young women with the keto crotch. We got the older, the seniors with the atrial fibrillation. Yeah. Uh, so what's the study? The study's from China mm-hmm. and they looked at, I don't know, 14,000 or, you know, many Chinese and they rated them in terms of diets, low carb, high carb and intermediate carb. And the low carb group had a slightly higher incidence of atrial fibrillation. Now mm-hmm. you would say, well, how dangerous was it? Was it three times the rate or four times the rate or twice the rate? No, it was just 18% more, which is not a big effect. Okay. But, right. uh, what, 
was this based on? Uh, oh, and by the way, the high carb diet had a 16% higher risk of atrial fibrillation. Oh, well. So you, it easily the headline could have been low carb and high carb diets yes. uh, cause may be associated with atrial fibrillation. Right. But what is the low carb diet that they looked at? It was 44.8% of calories From as carbs. carbs or that's, less. That's not a low carb diet. That's more like the standard American diet. Exactly. It's sort of like a crappy diet. Right. Uh, which might be high in fat and high in protein mm -hmm. and you know, with a lot of carbs. Right. So that was not a low carb diet at all. No, and it was done in China and they ate a lot of really Flawed poor, methodology poor quality, right there. poor quality food. Exactly. It's not representative of people on the kind of low carb diets, healthy low carb yeah. diets we put people on. And by the way, you know, when you restrict uh, healthy uh, fruits and vegetables and fibers and foods rich in magnesium and potassium, mm. it's more likely you'll get atrial fibrillation. It does yeah. make us make sense. Yes. Because uh, one theory about atrial fibrillation is maybe partially inflammatory. So yeah. these healthy nutrients we get from fresh fruits and vegetables may be protective. If you and you don't add, have to have a lot of sugar or no, starch no, in that diet. But if you have sugar and starch, that'll do it. A. B. If you add alcohol to this mix, Forget about it. Yeah. And they're, they're blaming alcohol for the increase yeah. in AFib, especially amongst older people yeah. who and have more time to go to happy hour. I don't know if in the study they controlled for alcohol intake. I don't, I'm yeah. not sure but myself. They, hopefully but, they did. Yeah. But anyway, it's a very bad study. But I, what kind of ticked me off about it is that the author, I think, was really unethical because he issued a statement saying, oh, this study demonstrates that low-carb diets could be problematic. And, blah. you know, it's like... It's how, not a low carb diet. How can you say that? Yeah. You, I guess you want to, you know, you did some study and you want to get some, grab some headlines. Mm -hmm. And so you give some interviews and you seek yeah. relevance yeah. for a study that was also based on food frequency questionnaires over what? How many? 20 years? Oh, forget about it. Do you Nobody, remember what you ate 20 years ago? No. <laughs> <laughs> and on FFQs like that, which is notorious for, you know, first of all, recall recall bias, lack of recall. Wishful and, thinking. And I want to give the right answer. I yeah, want I want right. them to know that I ate right even though virtuous, I didn't. Virtuous, yeah, virtuous. That kind right, of thing. Yeah. So very hard yeah. to use. According to recall questionnaires, you know, 99% of uh, high school freshmen mm -hmm. uh, are sexually active, according mm -hmm. to recall questionnaires, you know, <laughs> and have, uh, you know, have had sexual partners. Yeah. Maybe wishful thinking. Right, <laughs> so. right, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, Joe, uh, thank you for this article, but gosh, unfortunately it's clickbait. Clickbait. It was not a low carb diet. Yeah, and it's a study, yeah. but oh my goodness. And, yeah. you know, if you want the lowdown on, I think, a conspiracy, the plot against keto is a great post that I put up last week mm. uh, that talks about a concerted effort to poison the well against low yes. carb diets. Yes. And there's, you know, follow the money trail. Why? Who's to, you know, who's going to benefit? You know, uh, the Latin phrase is key bono, which means, you know, who benefits. Uh, there are a lot of powerful interests now who want to create synthetic meat substitutes. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the studies that was cited there, not this study, was sponsored by Kellogg's Corn Flakes. Oh Another one was sponsored by the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, which is a vegan uh, you know, interest group yes, that yes. wants to prove that meat is bad. Mm -hmm. uh, different study, but they also demonstrate supposedly the superiority of a vegan meal to a, you know, meat-based meal. Yeah. Uh, you got to see where that's coming from. Weight Watchers itself is sort of a mixed diet uh, program. They've been taking a beating. Keto yes. has really crushed them mm -hmm. in terms of popularity. They're mm -hmm. stealing, uh, you know, three quarters of their stock valuation. Uh, they went from like uh, eighty to twenty in their in their stock price on the exchange. Yeah. 
And that's because of the popularity of low-carb dieting, which they are not, and they have not emulated that trend. Yeah. And they, you better believe that they've got a lot of advertising bucks to uh, promulgate these stories and to get them out to health writers and to also yeah. uh, use paid influencers mm -hmm. to... To come up with phrases yeah. like keto crunch. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm, I, you know, I'm waiting for my paycheck. I'm, a, I'm an influencer. <laughs> You're right. Where, you know, where's the? I'm not getting a check from like the meat board. I want a check. <laughs> right. You know, uh, the Cattlemen's Association. Full disclosure: olive oil is a sponsor. Yeah. That uh -huh. is a fat. Yeah. It's yeah. a healthy fat. But uh -huh. you know, I want some money from the avocado board, from the nut board. Uh huh. Where's the my? Board. Where's Where my you? payola? There you go. No. Okay. Uh -huh. Anyway. I'm uh, just not playing my cards right. Uh, that's all the time we have. We've gone a little over. We uh, thank you for indulging us. Uh, we've yes. gone off on some tangents here. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, mm -hmm. with hopefully more abbreviated version of um, our weekly Q&A with Layla. We'll try and be concise. Uh, radio program at AOL.com is the destination for your questions as usual. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin. RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. 1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.